Wizards and Witches, Warlocks and Liches, welcome back to Don't Cast, Don't Tell, an all-LGBT Kids on Brooms campaign where we don't use lycanthropy as a bad metaphor for the AIDS crisis. This is the first campaign of the Bone Rollers podcast, which makes me, as the creator, the Bone Daddy. You can call me Elliot, though, because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and I am joined once again today by Fabby. Hello, it's me, Fabby the Bone Babe, or one of the Bone Babes, sorry. I'm not the Bone Babe, I'm a Bone Babe. Be the Bone Babe you want to see in the world. And that's, what, uh, that, that's why you take all those fucking pills, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, who are you playing, and where can we find you online and in our ear holes? I play Luna. And you can find me on Twitter at Fabi underscore Garza. You can also find me on Eidolon Playtest, uh, a podcast uh, where we do like a JoJo persona thing, but very, very queer. And Jordan. Hi, my name is Jordan. I'll be playing Nymphiacia Poshley, uh, but you can just call her Nia. I am also one of, no, I, I am the Bone Babe. I think I can Hell say yeah. that. No, Hell yeah, yeah, I believe you. I think I'm the younger one, so I'm the baby bone babe. It's perfect. Baby bone babe. Hell baby yeah. Bone baby babe. Oh my god, what an intro. And you can find me at Cuddlefish Tweet on Twitter. And last but not least, Nikki. Hello, that's me, Nikki. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Anxious Meat Suit. And I guess if Elliot's bone daddy, that I'm bone grandpa? No, nope. I don't know. You can't. You can't. We talked about it. I'm older than you. You cannot be Bone Grandpa. Bone Grandpa implies the Bone Daddy's Bone Daddy. Uh, well, then, I don't know. You are not. You are not my dad. <laughs> uh, bone Boy? I don't know. Boy, bone Boy. Yeah, you can I be we the were Bone all Boy. I the Bone Babe. Like, that's all <laughs> three I mean, Actually, no, I can, I'm fine with being Bone Babe 3. <laughs> and I dreamed this. I swore we talked about this last time we recorded. Bone Babe 3, uncredited. <laughs> we'll start actually just where we left off with the teacher, Mr. Trofel, telling Luna that there was an attack in the town mm -hmm. around the school and that it was apparently done by someone like her. Yeah. And, and I was like, as... a trans person attacks someone? And like, there's a like very visible flush that jumps to his face and he says no no not not a trans person that that what does a trans attack even look like no i don't a, a airwolf way oh i oh okay and you're sure that you weren't involved in this at all yeah, I'm sure I was in my bedroom. Like, yeah, no. I, listen, I don't think I have the capability transform or not to sneak out of the school and sneak back in without anyone noticing in the middle of the night. So, no, I did not tell anyone. And it's kind of fucked up. Mm, sorry, Professor. It's kind of messed up that you're implying I did, or even suspecting me of it. Well, there's not 
a lot. And you can tell that he's very mm -hmm. carefully choosing his words. He says, there's not a lot of you mm -hmm. around. Again, werewolves, not mm -hmm. trans people. Mm -hmm. But mm. I just wanted to make sure that everything's okay with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I wanted to dye my hair, but then I didn't. So I only have the one strand, uh, been going to class, eating lunch. Nothing special, really, Professor. I just want to, I just want to do my classes, be in my room, read some books. I, I don't even go out, so, yeah. Well, maybe it would, well, I'm not going to sit here and try to give you life advice, but, you know, maybe it would be good to get out every so often. I, but like, who, what, I, what will I even do? Who would I get out with? I, like, you know, I have the werewolf thing, so I have to be careful uh, about who I surround myself with. And I have, as I have now disclosed to you, um, I am trans, so I'm also careful in that area. I just, like, I don't know. I... I don't, I, I feel like I'm telling you, I mean, and she like scratches her head. I don't even know if I have friends. I just have people I eat lunch with. I, I'm just trying to keep a low profile. Okay. I want to cut out to Nia and Raleigh because you two had been listening in on this conversation. Uh, do either of you have a reaction to what you're hearing? I, I think with Nia's face right now, it just like eyebrow furrows a little bit. She just like whispers over to her. He's like, I can't believe she said that. Actually, I wasn't her friend. I can't believe it's right now. I'm totally mm -hmm. friends. We totally hang out, I swear. I thought we had something. Like some sort of like bond that went beyond the three meals we eat together every day. <laughs> I mean, I just think those meals mean a lot to us. I just felt like those are a special thing and... Did I, did uh, I do something wrong? <laughs> no, you're you're per, you're perfect. I may, maybe it maybe the thing the, the the beans in my hat. <laughs> no, you're perfect. The beans are perfect, and I'm uh, also perfect. Thanks for uh, acknowledging. Yeah, we're perfect. Thanks. No, something's wrong with her. I don't know. Okay, cut back inside of the classroom. Mister Truffle looks at you and just says, "Well, I don't really know. I'm not the counselor. I don't know how to give advice to." Teenage girls, yeah, I've never been one. Not a teenage boy. Um, I'm just gonna leave. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, that's uh, probably for the best. And she just like hurriedly walks away. And then the moment she sees the other two, she's oh, I forgot you two were there. I, you were listening, weren't you? No, we were just waiting outside because we're friends. I think she starts crying and hugs you. Oh, um, yeah. She like she's not used to like hugging back a lot, so her arms are just like dangling by her side right now. It's like, what do I? Okay, um, 
they're there and just like I'm, hands yeah, like right I'm sorry, above I'm hips sorry, just patting. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And she like pushes you back a little bit and like wipes her face. Sorry, I'm just I'm just gonna go. No, uh, and she th- starts no, it, walking. Did Did you want hug? Um, I. I mean, I, I get pretty good hugs too. I I just it's a little weird because I'm kind of like lower to the ground, so either like I have to jump up or you have to pick me up. Yeah. Uh, she pats your head. I mean, I mean that works too. I I get it's a little somewhat demeaning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I personally think pats are nice, but yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. Is it demeaning um, if I pick you up so you can do the hug easier, or is that demeaning too? I, I'm you, actually surprised. Wait, you're gonna okay pick with... me up. I, I can try, but I don't think it will help that the height difference. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, I got confused. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's like blushing and looks frustrated and sad because she had like a honestly a truly shitty interaction with a an adult with a professor, and she just wants to go to her room and cry. And now she's with these people, and she thinks they probably heard her calling them not her friends and. She doesn't know if she wants friends, so it's a very complicated feeling. So she's a bit of a mess right now. Also, she may have outed herself to them too. She's not sure about that. So she's just like <laughs> she she's going through some stuff. She just wanted to to have a unnoticeable day. Mm-hmm. So, so you two Okay. You two heard all that, right? You know I- about me? I, I, I know that you're our friend and I think that's enough and you can just go say whatever you want to say. Other than that, then I don't know. You, you know, um, you know, I'm a werewolf kind of and that I'm trans because I was talking about that. Right. But you didn't, um, tear people apart the other day. So, you know, I Honestly, if I had, I would assume there would have been, like, blood somewhere, or, uh, how it usually happens, I, I, I remember things, I, it's not like, it's not, it's not an amnesia thing, like, I remember what I do, I have some control over it, and I, it'd be very weird, because I would, like, wake up in the middle of somewhere, or not wake up, like, Turn back in the middle of somewhere. I would still have to like make my way back. Anyways, I don't have to. Sorry, I no, don't need it's to fine. Talk she about she that. puts a hand up as if to go for like a um like a, a half hug, and they were like a just like grabbing a shoulder or just something else. But then her hand is just like in the air, hovering and just trying to find a good place for placement. And then she just puts it back. I look just I. If you need a friend to like look out for you, you want to go outside. Don't worry about the whole werewolf thing, okay? I'm like literally invincible. Like I can, I'm pretty sure I can take on a werewolf. I can make sure she that you, you're just. She said you. Uh, stop. Mm. I mean, I can help too. I'm kind of small and squirrely, I, so you never really know what I can do, and that's part of my, it's not my charm and appeal. I don't. I don't need y'all to put me down. I just. Oh no! I mean, like just hanging out and stuff. Not. Oh yeah. Good. I what does what does what even do out? I like stay in my room. I read books. I eat meals with y'all. I what else is there? Like I, when I grew up, I I like spend time with my family. I I 
participate in like the events we did and the festivals and stuff. But like even then, I only did those things when my parents made me. I just wanted to be in my room and be left alone. There is so much stuff you're missing. Oh my god, we're gonna have to go out sometime. I've got a world to show you. Do you really like? I don't know what's what's out there that I can't just get in here. You know. I mean, there are cafes out there, strange There's sites, cafes high here. places. If you have a cafeteria and the cafeteria thinks you need a, a, some coffee, boom, that's a cafe. Okay, but like, how about some place further out where you can see stars and stuff like that? You can yeah, see, there's stars. an observatory here. You can see stars. You can like, I don't know, if you go into the woods, wrestle a bear. Yeah. Who would want to wrestle a bear? They're so I big. Mean, I would. Um, they're, I don't know, bears are scary. Okay, but like other places, other sites, I don't know, stores, clothes, books, With anything what else? money? I, I, I mean... Use... Pranks and general mischief and chaos is going to be kind of fun. Not that you can incriminate me. I would pranks never. are not fun. Pranks are not fun. She starts walking away with her hands in the air. Pranks are not fun. There's always a victim and they always suck. Do not like pranks. <sighs> that's that's fair. I've, uh... As yeah, Luna is saying that, Nia sees Ludril walking the opposite direction, like passing by Luna. Uh, on his way to his next class. Because Ludriel is the apparent victim of a prank possibly happening later today in regards to the spookiness in the castle walls. So, yeah, does anybody have anything you all want before we cut to uh, class a little bit later on in the day? I think for the rest of this time, Luna's just She's not, like, ignoring people. She'll respond, but, like, she's overwhelmed and anxious and worried. She's thinking of all the bad things that could happen if she, like, went out. And, like, why would she want to go out? What money is she going to use for shopping? That's why she likes the library, because the books are free. She's just going through a lot. I I think just while, like, waiting for class to start, um, Nia is just talking over at Riley of just like everything that she likes when going outside. Like if this were a musical, this is when that song would start. <laughs> Your I want song. Yes. Yeah. This is like when she like put in her I want song, but also trying to spread her I want song elsewhere. <laughs> what is Riley's reaction to Nia's big list of things she likes to do outside? I think Raleigh just randomly interjects things that he likes that have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> like... Riding a pig, outlaw barbecues. I I love that I can see this musical number in my head of like her going on this this really good list, and you just going and barbecues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like she'll be like, I love clothes, and Riley's just like, I love alligators. Well, good news, you can turn alligators into clothes, or Aww. clothes into alligators. Welcome to magic school. We then cut to a class a little bit later on in the day. And this class is your Defense Against Malicious Magics class. It is led by a teacher named Mr. Feline, who, as you may guess by his name, is a large humanoid catman. He is a sort of tabby-furred catman 
He's wearing like a smoky gray suit. He's got like those little like tiny glasses on the bridge of his nose. Very dapper looking. And as he walks amongst the students that are lined up around this large empty room that your class is, he walks with his hands behind his back and says, All right, class, welcome to another day of defense against malicious magics. We've gone over the theory of shielding spells over the past several days, and, well, the best way to learn these things is, of course, through practice. So, today, you will be paired off in teams of two, practicing defensive spells. One of you in each team will fire a harmless, I repeat, a harmless low-level offensive spell at your partner, who will do their best to defend it. This will progress, and I'll be around to check on each of your progress as the class goes on. And he is going to start pairing you off. So I think he walks amongst you and starts, like I said, pairing you off. He's just the teacher counting numbers thing that teachers do, uh, where you then have to find your partner. And I do specifically know that, Raleigh, you see that as you are being counted off, the group of people, like, as you're counting to see who you might end up being paired with, you see that your work friend, Tracon, from this morning is shuffling to get into position to be partnered with you. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I think, uh, whoever is, like, next to Raleigh, Raleigh's gonna kind of, like, nudge him. It's like, hey, uh, do you think we can trade, trade spots? Uh, no, no particular reason. There is a mage next to you. I think he's a fairly short, like, sort of shaggy brunette boy. And just says, no, I, I like my partner. I mean, are, are, are you sure? Have you thought about trying, like, new partners and developing new friendships and bonds? Uh, uh, Trey over there's a real nice fellow. Ron, Ron, you can trade with me. I don't want you two to start a fight in the middle of the class. Luna, as you're saying that, you realize that, uh, the partner assigned to you would, in fact, be, uh, Ludriel, the elven prince. She blushes and she's like, yeah, no, go, go ahead and trade with me, please. <laughs> Raleigh doesn't even think twice, just, like, shuffles, like, awkwardly between everyone and then, uh, takes, uh, <laughs> takes Luna's spot and says, you're a lifesaver. Uh -huh. you mm -hmm. And she walks away. See if Nia wants to trade you. That'd be nice for her, but if not, that's fine. And she walks away, blushing to where, where you were. <laughs> I, that like, 
Raleigh just whispers very loudly. What's and up? Just, and just kind of like eyes over to Ludriel and like winks and then makes like a hand gesture to imply like switching like spots. Uh, Nia, your current partner is a, a very pretty Chinese girl mage with short, dark side shaved hair and bright green eyes that you know is named Issy. She's like keep, keeping like a, a mental like coin flip in her head right now. It's like, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, how do I work this out right now? The problems of bisexuality. <laughs> right. <laughs> do I okay. want pretty girl or pretty boy? Pretty girl or pretty boy? She looks like she's like almost doing like a minor shuffle right now. And then, um, let's see. And, and that just mainly is it right now. She is like frozen in place. And then while she's like looking back and forth between the two of them right now, almost like to a stalkerish level, then she's going to like take a quick peek over at Luna just to make sure that she's okay. Luna's fine. She, she, she's like, she's fine. She's looking and she kind of like, this, not disassociating, but just like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll be with this asshole, but that's fine. At least there won't be a fight. And she's just thinking this stuff and like, and maybe Nia will get to go with the boy she likes. Boys. Do I like boys? I don't know if I like boys. Let's not think about that. <laughs> um, that's what's going through her mind. I don't know how much of that's coming to her face. Nia, make a brains roll for me. All right. Oh, that's... yeah. That's my D4. Let's call this a difficulty of four. Yeah, I, I think she's being pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, Luna doesn't really seem to be the stoic type. All right. <laughs> I only have two adversity tokens. I can't help you. No, it's okay. I don't think <laughs> help will be too much needed on this one. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and take the adversity token. Uh, right. I think, like, the way this works is... Luna's like not necessarily hard to read, but Nia's a little bit distracted. Mm -hmm. And as you are looking over to Luna to try to read her expression, your time is up to decide whether you want to trade partners or not. An, an impossible decision. I think what's going to happen for her right now is. She's going to, like, make her way over to Raleigh in, like, the least subtle way possible. Like, yeah, sure, all right. And she'll just, like, walk over. But, like, it, it's very evident of, like, her movement walking over. Because, like, okay, so did you want to switch? Was that your thing? Yeah, totally. Okay, is, just, there, is there something wrong with him? No, he's he's just fine. I just figured, you know, you seem to be a, you know, you just do your thing. He just, like, pats her on the arm and kind of has to jump up a little bit to do it and goes to take Nia's former place. All right, so the three of you, as well as the rest of the group, pairs off. I think the way this would work on, like, I imagine this is like a TV show or cartoon most of the time when I'm thinking about it in my head. So I think we get, like, that fun crossfade, and then everybody's paired off standing, like, probably five to ten feet away from each other. Raleigh, you would notice that your partner looks at you and like she's not trying to look disappointed but she Aww. looks disappointed everyone <laughs> wants to smooch nia i think raleigh kind of like frowns a little bit it's like ah well you better than this. better than getting beaten up by the crazy bully guy speaking of luna tracon also looks disappointed 
but in a very aggressive way, if that makes sense. I roll my eyes. So, what, you want to get revenge or something for this morning? I saw no, you sitting just... with the freak show team over there. Can we just do the assignment? I don't have the energy for anything. I just want to get through class, okay? Now, do you want to... How do I say this? Um, defend or attack? Yeah, I'll shoot first. Sure. And then, uh, Nia, you and Ludriel meet up once again. And I think there's a smile on his face as he says, Well, we keep running into each other. That's, uh, quite serendipitous, don't you think? It just sounds like fate. Like, what are the odds? She's hoping that he did see her walk over. <laughs> Somewhere in this room, Luna giggles. Like, Sighs and giggles at the same time. As he, like, starts to pull out his, uh, spellcasting focus, he just says, So, uh, does that mean I might be seeing you later, then? Uh, I would be surprised if you didn't. Well, I mean, you said you've been into the castle before, right? <laughs> You're going? I mean, if I have someone to go with and protect me, I would feel a lot more confident. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm unstoppable. I'll happily do it. All right. So, as you say that and pull out your uh, spellcasting focus, Nia, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you use to cast your magic? Because for those that are listening to this, I and we have decided that uh, just having wands is boring. Mm -hmm. uh, magic, much like gender and sexuality, are fluid and exist on a spectrum. So, uh, yeah, magic can be anything you want it to be and can be used and cast through uh, sort of whatever it calls out to your young mage's soul so i just kind of opened that up a little bit because it's more fun than just having wands so what is nia's uh spell casting focus yeah so within the the gigantic lake of mirrors and reflections where a lot of this takes place there's this thunderstruck driftwood that she ended up finding across the coast and she spent time carving away at it and then eventually just manifested into a large wooden sword with a little pearl around the hilt. The rest of it looks pretty dull overall, but it's glossy and has that nice wooden sheen. It doesn't look like it's very practical for actually slicing things in half, but, you know, it's her wand substitute, so it doesn't really need to. All right, so you pull out a sword while facing Ludriel who I think pulls out the platonic ideal of a wand. It is literally just like, I think it's probably like cherry wood and tapers off, and it's like the handle is not intricately carved, but just like carved a little bit with a pattern. It's honestly a lot more subtle than you would expect from an elven prince. Show whistle. He's like, oh, that's uh, that's a classic. Yeah, I uh, 
Well, I mean, nothing wrong with classics, right? Do you want to uh, be offensive first? Sure, I can do that. So, uh, defense against malicious magic, it says, is generally fight, flight, or grit. I'm going to say that if you're trying, well, I'll let you tell me of those three stats based off of what Nia is trying to do with her spell. So let's start there. What kind of spell is Nia trying to cast? What's her intent here? I think the main thing right now is kind of just having a flex of an attack of just having a large bolt come out of the wand and this black bolt will like slowly manifest into this like ephemeral unicorn that just goes like straight for the heart. Jesus, that's extra. I love it. <laughs> the entire uh, thing is just like galactic design of like sparkles and black smoke. All right, that sounds like fight to me, but if you think it might be something else, let me know. Uh, I I can do fight. All right, so duration of effect is probably instantaneous. Mm -hmm. Do you have much experience with this spell? Absolutely. All right, so on a scale inexperienced, witnessed, cast, or mastered, where would you say that you're at it's just like something you do all the time you could do with your eyes closed or oh yeah the the idea of the unicorn is almost her default like summoning or her uh summoning is generally her focus for mounts so the idea of something eph ephemeral as an attack would be pretty normal for her all right so i think i'm gonna have you this sounds like it would be a pretty easy roll here let's call it a fight roll a uh, difficulty of four. All right, I'll take that. That's a seven. All right. So describe this unicorn for me. What's it uh, look like? I will say there is a plus uh, for the, the magic casting die that you do after the initial roll. That's right. Oh, is yeah. it a D4? Add your D4. Yeah, it's a 1D4. All you right. Do you just add that to your roll? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Fabulous. So as she points her wand forward, I think it's mainly as described earlier, there is a black flame that comes out of the wand and the rest of it, uh, like a vortex coming out. There is black smoke with a galactic twinkling pattern that will slowly manifest into Unicorn and just charge straight at him. You see Ludriel get his wand up and he points it in the direction of the Unicorn as it charges at him. But nothing happens. And it just slams into him and knocks him backwards on his ass. Hey, everybody. First off, wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone that's listened to our show so far. I could not have imagined we'd get as many listeners as we have on our first episode. So thank you very much. And please continue telling your friends about us. Anybody you think might enjoy the show or shout into the void on Twitter. The best way to spread the word about little podcasts like this are through word of mouth and recommendations. Other than that, we would greatly appreciate any ratings or reviews you can leave on your podcatcher of choice. 
any follows you want to drop to either us or our podcast on Twitter, the podcast is at Bone Rollers Pod, and our personal Twitters are in the show notes. We also have a link to our Discord where we have discussions about the episodes, discussions about other stuff, and occasionally even have some game nights. So if you want to join us, check out the Discord link in the show notes. If you just can't wait for the next episode, you can get that early and ad-free on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Elliot Andrews. You could have listened to this episode about a week ago, and episode three, I believe, is already up there. So check that out if you are so inclined. And if not, we will see you again in two weeks. In the meantime, we don't have any new patrons this week, so I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the podcast Big Gay Nerds. They are a fellow all-queer cast playing a rotating array of games. I highly recommend their Monster Hearts and Blades in the Dark runs. Both were incredibly fun. Their Masks run is also really good, and just everything they produce is quality. You'll hear an ad from them right now, and then we'll get back to the show. Hello world, we're Big Gay Nerds, the LGBT plus RPG podcast. BGN is a bunch of queer friends who want an excuse to play tabletop games and share the fun with you. And because we regularly jump between systems and parties, we have a little bit of everything. We have one shots, we have campaigns. We have supernatural college drama and supernatural college academia. We have dungeons and... And we have dragons. We have the tragedy of GJ237B. We have Waiting for Godot, the role-playing game. We have gloom punk criminals. We have mecha diplomats. We have a diceless GMless Soulsborne lore simulator. And we have maids. And, and we're, we're making, making it all gay. gay. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, follow at Big Gay Nerdscast on Twitter, and hang out with us in our BGN fan club Discord server. She is just gonna immediately rush towards him. He's like, "Okay, um, are are you are you all good? Uh, meant to hold back on the unicorn a little bit. You'll good." Oh yeah, I uh um just uh didn't I didn't expect it. Unicorn? It's usually like a bolt or like a fireball or. I mean, it started as one. Well, yeah, but I mean, and then I gave it legs. Was... That that was really impressive. Oh, thank you. I, I think everybody should add legs to their fireball. I think he just, like, laughs as... Is Nia helping him up, or is she just, like, nearby him? She helps him up, but, like, because her, like, dominant hand is holding the sword right now, it's, like, pointing the sword at him, and then she's like, okay, um... She'll, like, switch hands over and then, like, help him up properly. I think you see him blush as she helps him up, and he's just like, I, uh... Don't often get swords pointed at me. But, uh, not the weirdest way to spend my afternoon, I suppose. Yeah. Were you just, like, caught off guard? Or, um, do you not, like, have a lot of the rundown of a lot of self-defense magic? Sorry, was that condescending? No, I, uh, I mean, like I said, I wasn't expecting a unicorn. And also, uh, 
I mean, new school, I guess it's like performance anxiety. Mm. Okay. Uh, can you take a brain stroll for me? Call it a difficulty of six. Why do you always demand brains? Why brains? Do you want to use any adversity tokens, sir? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, he just, like, pulls himself to his feet with Nia's help and brushes his pants off and just says, I'll, uh, do better next time. Okay, if you need any pointers, hit me up, it's all good. And then, uh, crossfade over to Raleigh. How are things going with you and Izzy? Is Raleigh going offensive or defensive first? I think, uh, Raleigh would offer, would, like, tip his hat to Izzy, like, uh, you wanna, you wanna be the, the pew-pew, or do you wanna be the shieldy person? Uh, I'll go all, uh, pew-pew first. All right. And he kind of, like, does, like, a, like, limber-up type quick stretch, and then just gets back in his normal standing position. I think Izzy has a very classic, like, stage magician wand. Like, the flat on both sides, it's black with the white tip. And she pulls it out, and the way she casts her magic is she, like, does almost a sort of ballerina twirl. And as she comes out of it, is pointing the wand at Raleigh, and a bolt of pink lightning flies out at him. And Raleigh, what is your attempt to stop this spell going to look like? He just, with his index finger, touches the brim of his hat. Oh and yeah, then... we should clarify about what your magic focus is. Ah yes. So, like every young redcap, uh, when a little goblin is born, they're given their own special little hat that grows with them and stays with them every day as it's connected directly to their magic. So, Raleigh's uh, cap, which is basically this weird half-pointed cap, half-trucker cap, is the source of his magic. And he <laughs> technically, he doesn't even have to touch it or, I think, Basically, with the strength that he has handy, as long as it's technically close by, he has the effects as if he was using a wand like anyone else. All right. So what's it look like as he casts magic, and what is his intended spell? So he just touches the brim of his hat and just kind of, like, points his fingers, like, over at the lightning bolts and just goes pew and uh, creates like a shield right in front of him out of like, I'm going to say out of like red smoke. All right. I'm thinking that leans more towards flight, but if you think it might be grit or a fight, I'll really take any of the three. Mm. I'm, I could see flight or grit, but I, I guess we'll go with flight then. It's more so like, are you trying to sort of deflect the bolt or like absorb it? I would say he's trying to absorb it. Okay, because that to me feels more like grit. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming instantaneous again. What's your experience like with this spell? He's probably used shields before, just not very often. It's not something that uh 
back home. It was something he often did. All right. So, uh, we'll say that's a plus one on the difficulty, which will bring you up to a difficulty of five. Ooh. Yo. <laughs> and that haven't even done the, the magic casting die. So 16 overall. Jesus. All right. Uh, yeah, narrate me some, uh, what that looks like. So the peak lightning, like, hits the red, like, smoky cloud, and it's kind of like the effect you see, like, lightning, like, in a thunderhead, except the pink lightning slowly just dissipates, and then, like, the, the cloud of smoke kind of seeps, like, down to the ground and kind of, like, goes, like, at their feet and just kind of creates this weird sort of spooky little effect, I guess you could say. And then Raleigh just, like, smiles at Izzy. It's like, huh, well, I was kind of expecting a little more, but, you know, good try. She has a very, like, exaggerated, like, jaw-dropped moment. And she says, I was that a challenge, little man? Clearly, like, playing along as if she were offended. I mean, you can take it that way if you want. I just, there's no need to hold back that much. As Raleigh is saying this, you hear Mr. Feline, like, clapping as he walks over close to you. And he says, very impressive, young Mr. Redcap. I didn't quite take you for the shield casting type. Oh, shucks. Uh, you don't have to, you know, ah, oh, well. And then he just gives like a small bow. It's like, uh, but I believe it will be my turn next. So hopefully, uh, Izzy is just as adept. Yes, if you don't mind, I'd love to see what you can do on the other end of a wand. Why don't you go ahead and show us some of your offensive skills? Raleigh just looks over at, uh, Izzy and he's like, all right, get ready. She has a very determined look on her face, and you notice that her eyes dart over to Nia, helping uh, Ludriel up off the ground, and she says, I've got this. <laughs> do it, do it. So Raleigh just once again touches the, the brim of his hat and then does the little finger gun motion and goes, nighty night. And... Basically, you just see, like, a wisp of that red smoke kind of just shoot out from his fingertips, and he's casting just a basic sleep spell, a basic charm. All right. So, if it's a charm, you can use your charm. Uh, I do want to ask, because I'll give you the option here. Are you trying to impress the teacher, or are you trying to hold back so that Izzy can impress Nia? <laughs> I don't think that uh, Raleigh un understands that Izzy's trying to impress Nia. <laughs> so he's just trying to impress the teacher. All right, go ahead and make your roll for me. Let's call it a difficulty of, I think, seven. Izzy is very uh, spurred on by her gay feelings. Well, you need to chill. <laughs> no one's going to underestimate this goblin. 
Uh, so yeah, that's a 14. What's, uh, what's it look like as you put her to sleep? It's literally like, so did, did she have like an effect to her spell or anything like that out of curiosity? Like her shield? I think, like, as the smoke is coming across towards her, she makes a shape with her wand and the inside of the shape that she makes, I think it's like a diamond. Uh, the inside of that shape is, uh, sort of pink sparkles and glitter as she attempts to shield, but your smoke is just going to get through or yeah. go around or however I think, you I think feel. at the last second, the smoke arcs upward and then like shifts into like the, like a, like the form of an anvil kind of comedically then drops on her head. And it's like basically just lights out immediately, just slumps over and just snoring. Yeah, I think she just like death drops. And then I want to cut over to uh, Luna and Tracon. Uh, Luna, what is your spellcasting focus? My spellcasting focus is a necklace I have. That has some little obsidian moon. It's like a crescent moon. And that's what I use to cast all my spells. It's black. Uh, it, it, I don't think it has a chain. It's kind of like a little string or something that it, that is like hooked through on my neck. Cute. I think Tracons is... Like, you may expect it to be, like, a club or something stereotypically orcish like that. I think it's essentially a cricket bat. No, that's me. Because we've established in the last episode that he plays uh, fantasy baseball. Oh, yeah. So I think he's just got, like, a straight-up cricket bat. And he points it at you, uh, says something that I don't think you understand in his native language. And then there's a fireball headed straight towards your face. What do you do? Uh, so I just want to clarify something. Is this defensive spells or shield spells that we're doing specifically? I mean, he said shield, okay. uh, but if you have like mm. a different way to defend, I think it could work. Yeah, because... I think she she was like, oh, I'm going to do a shield spell. But now that she has the firewall coming through her, she's like, oh, crap. Yeah, I think she the moment she used the firewall, she's like, oh, crap, and changes what she was going to do. And her little necklace, the, her, the moon on her neck, uh, gets hit by some light. And when the moon gets hit, all of her becomes kind of translucent. Uh, and she's trying to be able to just, like, have the fireball pass through her. All right. That sounds like flight to me, yeah. unless you think, yeah. That's what okay. I'm going for. Uh, roll flight. Okay. Uh, instantaneous, I'd assume it's not going to last longer than mm -hmm. necessary. Uh, is this something Luna's done often before? Uh... She, this is like her go-to spell when she needs to like run away or, or like get away from anyone. She used it when she escaped home 
if she had done the shield spell, she, that would have been like the first time using it. But this is like the spell she always gets back to you of like, nothing's going to hurt me here. I'm going to become intangible for a second. All right. I am going to up your difficulty though, because yeah, it's a fireball. Uh, Tricon is mad and throwing fireballs. So I'm going to ask for a flight roll with a difficulty of eight. Mm. Ooh, that's a one. Uh, oh my God. Add the D4. <laughs> We can... uh, hey, that's a d20 that I used. What? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Oh, baby. I got a nat one of a d20. Okay. Let's go d4. That's a three. Uh, four. Even if I use my two adversity tokens, I would not get to an eight. Let's see. Jordan, do you want to help with this? Do you want to... If, if it's... Do... How far away are they right now? <laughs> I... I... I think it's gonna hit me. I I think it hits me. Yeah, it's like too far across the room. I don't think there's anything yeah. I can do. I think it's too fast. I think you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's too fast, and I wasn't expecting it. And I get caught in between trying to make a shield spell and my doing my normal spell, and it just hits me. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. There, you get like smacked in. Uh, I have essentially... a question. Yes. Is this a combat roll? Yes. Okay, then I want to add plus three to the negative number. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, you're tough. Well, wait. So that's one, three, four, three, four, and yeah. That makes it a seven instead of an eight, which uh, just, it, it's one of my strengths. Yeah. If you lose a combat roll, add plus three to the negative number, you will still lose the roll, but can reduce it, uh, your loss up to minus one. All right. So I think what happens, rather than the fireball going completely through you, I think you, like, become tangible earlier than you probably should have. Mm. And, like, it singes just, like, the, like, not, a chunk of your hair off or anything but like you feel the heat on the back of your neck and like little bits of your hair are like very very briefly tinged by the fire i think she just says what the fuck and like immediately takes her hoodie off and like uses it to like try to put out the fire and then like realizes she gets taken her hoodie off and is just wearing like a tank top underneath, so she's like grabbed the little bit burned hoodie now and is pushing it against her chest, blushing a little bit, like, but still mad. Like, what the hell was that? That's not simple offensive magic. As this commotion is going on, Mr. Fleen is like marching over towards him and just says, Tracon, what do you think you're doing? And like, he pulls out his own spellcasting focus, which not to ruin the tone of the scene, but is, in fact, one of those, like, cat toy sticks with the little mouse on a string on it. And, like, he's not gonna point it at Tricon because you can't point your wand mm -hmm. at a student. But the threat is definitely there as the orc puts his hands up and just says, What? I thought she was a better magician than that. I leave. The fact that everyone's looking at me is just too much, and I just bolt out of there. I, I think with Nia, she's going to, like, 
pull that whole sword wand out and like point it over towards Tracon and then just like eyeing him and just uh fingers towards eyes and then pointing at him as she like backs to- and fumbles towards the door to just to see if you can like look after her and then she'll after like she reaches and fumbles for the door she'll like head up into the hall to follow what about raleigh you have knocked the fuck out of your partner and then all of this has happened i think raleigh had been about to like uh use the counter charm to wake up Izzy, and then after seeing, like, the display of force by Tracon, like, the events, like, there's just a look of guilt on his face, because I'd say it's, like, a mix of, like, guilt and fear, because the only reason Luna was in that position was because Raleigh was so desperate to switch places, and he's kind of scared, because if that had been him, he's not sure how that would have ended. But I think he, like, kind of reluctantly just, like, uh, mm, uh, and he kind of taps Izzy on the forehead to try to do, like, a wake-up spell, or at very least, like, just <laughs> prodding them on the head, <laughs> and then just grabs his backpack and, like, chases after Luna and Nia. That is so wholesome that, like, patting somebody on the head is the wake-up spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, her eyes do flutter open like as Raleigh's running out and she's like she like sits up and turns to look after him and I think we see she's got like a very little bit of a smile on her face because she's earned some respect for the little goblin today oh yay so where does Luna run off to and also would the others be able to catch up with her and or know where her go-to spot is? I I think there others can catch up to her. Uh, and she's not, because she's not running for a particular place. She's just, she's just running. And if she hears or sees people, she like turns to a other way until eventually she gets, I don't know, Either outside or on the grass, or maybe she finds a little corner or nook where there's not anyone there where she can just sit down and cry. That's what she's, that's where she's going to end up in. I, I think as like going down into the hallway, Nia just like slams her sword onto like the hallway floor and like will summon an ethereal horse for her to hop on just to make chasing as easy as possible. So that way she can just like, chase but hopefully it doesn't have to like yell over down the hall because she doesn't want to make this like a huge scene just by yelling but she's gonna make it a minor scene for people watching in case they do see a horse <laughs> in the hall and she's gonna like start chasing right after she's like luna luna and she's like looking around while on horseback in the hallway yeah i think i think you find her in like a little i i'm imagining like a little nook in between places like it's just like like, maybe they built this weird, or there used to be something here. It's not big enough to be a classroom. It doesn't have a door. It's just, like, maybe this used to be a walk-in closet, and they took it out, and now it's just, like, three walls in an open space. Yeah, she's it's, just almost like, like, it's almost like yeah. a tiny booth. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just, like, sitting on the floor, like, slumped against one of the walls, crying. Hey, um, uh, and she, like, 
puts a hand out while still on top of the horse as if like inviting her to go ride on top as well. Do you wanna um do you wanna be alone? Or I'm very confused by the horse. Um It was easier uh, than running. You're very fast. Uh, am I huh doing realize uh she's kind of like at a loss for words right now uh you can see like she looks at you you can see in her eyes that she doesn't want to be alone but she doesn't have the words to say so she's just like looking at you kind of desperation and in her eyes which are like fun like there's tears in there hey um I, I I can deal with that guy. I've dealt with him before. Um, I, don't, I don't want him dealt with. I just... You're right. I... How about... You go take a ride. That's something for now. And then... I can Would just... You? Yeah, come on. Come on. Do you not want to? Mm-mm. Yeah, sure. I've yeah, come on. never been on a horse. Oh, it is awesome. You know what? And if you're like, back up a little bit to let her have the front. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, um, can, can you, can you be the front? I, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Uh, yeah. yeah do you, I... you want to like ride in back or do you want me like, I can make like a small carriage in the back? I think she just gets behind you and like, Hugs you tight, uh, both because she's a little bit scared and also so that she can like cry against your back, kind of mm-hmm. like Absolutely. hide her face against your back. Yeah, she's um less awkward about it this time. She doesn't really have arms ready right now because she's like staying focused on like you know having the horse move forward and staying on, but she'll like nuzzle back a little bit because she lacks extra arms right now. She she keeps that as like a, a mental she keeps that as like a mental note right now. It's like God, I wish I can be everywhere at once or I wish I had more arms. And she'll just like <laughs> take the horse and have it like nudge like the door to like exit the school and then like actually like just end up outside this way just so they can like get some air. And she'll just um yeah, and it'll just be like a small trot as the two of them are just going outside a bit. You you don't have to like say anything you don't want to say but just know that like we're all i i know that i say that i'm there for everybody but like i i mean it you know like if if you need somebody there just give the heads up i wouldn't even know what i would need i'm not used to i'm not used to i'm not used to people on used to friends i'm not used to crying in the back of a cool fish girl while she <laughs> makes a horse, rides a horse. I'm not, I'm not used to any of this. I, I just didn't, I didn't want Raleigh to deal with that bully. I figured he'd get bored if it was with me and, and I mean, didn't expect, I should have been better at the magic. I didn't expect the fireball. So I panic and, and then I, she like realizes that she 
not wearing her hoodie. She her hoodie's like bunched up in in between you two, and then blushing like oh, I took my hoodie off. Um, I don't even know if this tank is dirty. You can yeah. use your magic to fix it. I'm not looking right now. I don't know if I know how. I guess I can give it a shot. I I think mostly she's like. She, like, goes to cover her arms because she's, uh, like, she, she's self-conscious about her arms and her shoulders. Um, and then she, like, grabs the hoodie, and I guess she's going to try to mend it? Which that, be able to mend it, or do you want to roll for it? Yeah, I can roll for it, yeah. That feels like a brains to me. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think she's done this before, but she's seen people do this before. She's seen, like, her mom mend stuff before. All right. So, uh, how long are you wanting this effect to last? Oh, I mean, permanent, hopefully. Okay, permanent <laughs> is going to be a plus six on the difficulty. So, uh, with her having only witnessed it and it being permanent, uh, let's call this a difficulty of, I'm going to say 11. Oh, yeah, I have a D10. I do have the other dice, so let's see. Magic. That's a five. Um, 1D4. That's a one. That's only a six. All right, I'm going to spend three adversity to pump it no. to 12, because I have loyal, which doubles the ratio when helping other people. What? Hell, yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah, uh, so that should pump does, it to 12. What does this hoodie look like after uh, Luna is done with it? Is it, like, just normally mended? Does it have, like, cool patches and stuff? What's it, I what's think, it look like? I think she was going for just make it as it were before, but I think, like, she's having trouble with it, and you can tell me, Jordan, but I, I think the way, like, Mia's help helps... Like, I don't know, maybe she does a little magic mm -hmm. or something. And then the hoodie and sub maybe with, like, I don't want to say, like, a scale pattern, but I think the hoodie now has, like, a little print of a, yeah, a patch. It has a patch in the shape of a fish. Oh, that's perfect. She's like, oh. And she, like, blushes when she sees that. Thank you for that. Yeah. And puts it back on. Yeah, uh, sure thing. No, I... Now, I got into, like, a lot of scrapes when younger, so I'm pretty used to this whole thing. Yeah, I I just kind of avoided everything and everyone. I wanted to learn magic like this, but my mom was always like, no, uh, mending magic is a girl's magic. You need to learn how to fight. <laughs> I I think it was kind of the other way around for me growing up. I had, like way too many pseudo brothers to grow up with so it was like <laughs> wanting to be in the boys club and not enough in the boys club and also the boys club sucks and also i have to spend time in the girls club but i was bad at that stuff until i just had to keep at it with everything so it was just like mm -hmm. biggest miserable loser growing up i get it those I roles suck believe that a cool Cool girl like you being a miserable loser sounds fake. <laughs> well, you know, 
don't know. I, I, I had a head start and I just got really good at being a loser until <laughs> people realized I was good at something. And then I guess it turned around to being cool again. I, I think at this point she's like, she's still hugging you. She's not crying, but she is le like laying her head against your back, like kind of sideways so she can still keep talking. I get to you about the boys club sucking, but I didn't even think I had an alternative to that for the longest time. Thank you for being a way better friend than I deserve. Honestly, I'm kind <laughs> of a bitch. No, here's the, I think here's the biggest thing that I thought about when I was just growing up is that everybody deserves to be treated like a princess. Uh, you can't see, but she's blushing hard. So I don't know. I, I always liked the idea of being like that knight in shining armor for a lot of people. Cause I know that that's what I really wanted. So yeah, I think that's just the way I see it now. So I, I think that's what's helped me be more me is yeah. that I don't hate being me as much now. Cause I kind of just got used to it. That's fair. You're. You're a good you. I, she like buries her head in your back again. God, <laughs> words are bad. Uh, no, it's true. I'm my favorite me. I think at that, I want to cut back inside to Raleigh. What does Raleigh look like as he is leaving the classroom on his short little legs, not being able to keep up with a literal words? Yeah, so... There's, like, scene of him, like, turning and skidding, like, out the door of the, the classroom and trying to follow the, the new horse hoof prints in the linoleum floor and running as fast as he can, but his backpack is, like, overloaded with stuff. And at <laughs> one point, like, he, like, trips and falls and his stuff spills out of his backpack and he quickly, like, tries to put it all back in, then, like, readjusts the straps and tries to follow the trail. <laughs> the Disney princess trail or prince. <laughs> As he is turning and starting to run again, the door on your left flies open and a kid runs out. It's the tree kid from earlier. The int, he like runs out of the bathroom, hurriedly pulling his pants back into position. And as he runs past you, he's just calling out and he goes, to, 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 toilet mimic. And Raleigh, after him, comes bounding out of the bathroom, a white porcelain toilet mimic with large pointy teeth drooling toilet water all around itself. As Raleigh is face-to-face -face with a toilet mimic, we're gonna call our second episode to a close. No. That's good stuff. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, uh. So yeah, if you're enjoying what we're doing, follow us on Twitter. We've got uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash podcaster Elliot. That is for this and other podcasts that I've got. 
money goes to the transcriptions that we have to pay our transcriber as well as editing software. And if we get to the point that we're able to pay these wonderful performers, that would be fucking amazing. Also, give us a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. All of that stuff that you hear from literally every other podcast. You you know what we say now. Uh, yeah, until our next episode, stay safe, everybody. And remember, being trans, that's magical, baby. Love y'all. fucking ass. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.